listeners, I'm back with another episode of the Spinoff Show. Sorry for the brief hiatus here. was looking to rally some guests here. And I think this month we're doing a little bit of a theme around each of these guests. Since it is October, it is Halloween, we're going to do some... Uh, some scary stuff, some paranormal, some horror, some weird shit. We have a theme around these, at least these next two shows. And on this episode, I have on professional ghost hunter JC Heert from thedeadspeak.net. I'm not kidding. This guy is a legit ghost hunter. He does it. You can hire him to investigate any sort of paranormal shit, and he's been doing it for a while, and we get down and dirty talking about ghosts and shit. It's Halloween month. Less Check this episode out. This is the Jock Spinoff Show. And we are now recording and not live, but recording to the to now put on the air at some point jc what's going on just hanging out man just hanging out yeah realizing how loud my computer is super loud dude no it's actually not too bad <laughs> you know what and i had a I, I just had to replace a fan on it a couple couple of times and i think it's how old is your fans computer is going bad oh it's probably about 10 years old jesus it might be time but yeah. I, I built it myself desktop? yeah it's a desktop i built it myself so, you know, some, is there like sentimentality? Yeah, in this? yeah a little bit of pride. You yeah. know, I, I put at the at the time when I built it. You know, yeah. put a lot of the best stuff I could find into it. And uh, why don't you keep like the keyboard or something from it? Well, the keyboard is uh, that's yeah, not Maybe as not. sentimental as the actual machine. <laughs> if that makes sense, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. I yeah. know I want to just and put. Have the listener clued in on how we got connected. Um, for those that have listened to the spinoff show before, you probably aren't surprised. This is another guest recommended to me by Jason Dutch from Voice from the Underground. So, Jason, thank you for supplying um, guests to the show. They're always interesting people, and JC will probably be no no different in terms of being interesting. So, um, But the, the other reason um, it was apropos is... Jason had mentioned to me that you are some sort of ghost hunter, correct? I have. You have? Uh, yeah, for which is, probably last 10 years. Which is super intriguing, and we're, we're going to dive right into that. But it sure. also kind of goes with my theme for this month for the guests that I have on in October. Um, it being Halloween, um, it, I can't think of a more appropriate guest than a guy that um, messes around with ghosts. So... <laughs> JC, can you tell me um, all about that and just all about you and uh, whatever you want to share? Yeah, sure. I uh, probably got into it probably 10 years ago. Um, and it was at the height of Ghost ghost Hunters on TV. Mm-hmm. So we had all those crazy ghost hunting TV shows. The Travel Channel, I think, had uh, Most Haunted, which were the uh, the British people who had the psychic that would follow them around. Mm. And then Ghost Hunters came out, and I really liked how they took a, their approach to Supernatural, which was, I'm going to do everything I can to disprove that something paranormal happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was, I apologize, my ringtone is on on my phone. 
Dude, um, you're, you're the rudest guest I've ever had. I'm terrible. I should know all these things. <laughs> but uh, what, uh, what kind of got me going was I, I used to work in radio. Mm-hmm. So for a good 15, 20 years of my life, that was my full-time gig. What kind of radio? Uh, terrestrial. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I worked on uh, different radio stations. So I'm from Illinois. So I, you know, oh, nice. about the Chicago area, been there. And then, um, if you ever heard of LaSalle, Peru, Starve Rock, um, been settled in this area for about 20 years and worked in radio here for about 15. Got it. And so, um, I was doing an afternoon show. And was talking about the most haunted places in the area and got a lot of calls that day. And one of the phone calls was from a guy named Gary, who just happened to be an electrician working on some windmills. And he uh, said, hey, I got a ghost hunting team. You want to join? And so started a conversation with Gary. Next thing you know, he and his team had come to the radio station and we did. Uh, inve- a live investigation of the studios. Okay. And so after that, we kind of struck up a friendship and we started, he started inviting me to investigations. And here we are 10 years later, and I've been a part of his team ever since. So, so you, you meet this guy, Gary. Yeah. Prior to meeting Gary, are you, and maybe I'll just take a step back. Do mm-hmm. you, do you believe in paranormal? Um, activity i guess you know i up until that point my sister was more into it than i was okay and it's because she had a near-death experience when she was in high school Mm -hmm. and right after that she had a lot of weird stuff that happened Mm. and so i kind of just followed along with her and what was going on with her and so i was kind of interested because of 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 what she was witness to and some people believe in you know people being sensitive and having more abilities than others and feeling these things out. And I would say she is one of those people. So, mm-hmm. you know, she always, you know, it's one of those things where I was interested because it was something that she was interested in. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I like the TV shows. They're always fun and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And when I got the opportunity to go out and do an investigation, it is nothing like what you see on TV. No. So, <laughs> well, when you were doing these investigations, like yeah. when you first started with Gary, mm-hmm. were you going in with like a skeptical mindset? Were you going in with like an exploratory mindset? Were you kind of just blank? Were you biased and wanting to believe there were ghosts? Like what, what's your mind frame like? I would say more, more skeptical. Okay. Like I, I, anytime I heard something or saw something, any of the audio he played for me from previous investigations, mm-hmm. was always very skeptical. Okay. Of it. Like, let's see if we can figure out what this is. And what's wild is when we weren't able to figure out what it was. And then that's when you start to believe a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Okay. I'd say even after 10 years, I'm still a skeptic. Really? Yeah. So, like, you've gone out. How many investigations do you say you've gone out on? Oh, a lot. <laughs> I couldn't even count. We do a lot of, you know. Hundreds? I wouldn't say hundreds, probably in the in in you know in the double digits. Okay. So probably maybe I've probably done thirty to fifty. Okay, I was that I was gonna say double digits could be eleven or yeah, it could, it could be, be ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but as you've gone on these things, like have there, have you noticed? Like I, I want to almost hear stories. Like sure. what, what have you seen? What is what? What is some strange stuff? Or what is some? Or maybe you've gone in. And you're like, man, I've done. 30 of these and nothing pops up like what's what's been the trend or what have you seen just fill me in yeah i mean a lot of them is just sitting in darkness and talking to yourself (laughs) for hours are you with another person yeah we tip you know you always go with a team Mm -hmm. uh and you know you bring your video cameras with the infrared uh you bring your your regular digital cameras out you also have audio recording equipment and then we also set up uh dvr systems so setting up stationary static cameras in different locations in the house so every investigation is a little bit different because well number one you know when we go in i should walk you through this a little bit yeah, here too yeah. so the process is this when somebody calls us for an investigation the first thing we do is we send out a team representative to sit with them talk with them get more information about what's going on and this is off of the deadspeak.net they the find dead, you guys. Yep, the deadspeak.net okay. if you want more information. The team is called Extreme Vision Paranormal. And what we'll do is when we sit down with the with the folks, we'll get some information about what what it is that's happening. From there, a lot of times there'll be a walkthrough and figure out where all the hot spots are. We'll take notes. So if we do end up doing an investigation, we'll have information to go on for when we do mm-hmm. set up all the cameras and where we're going to spend 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 our time with the investigation um what i like what evp does is a little bit different than some other teams is like whoever does the case file or whoever sits down and does that initial consult they won't always clue the rest of the team in as to what's happening in the house Mm -hmm. because what tends to happen if you give them information right away is that they're then looking for that Right. Instead it almost, of experiencing it, almost, it. Yeah. Yeah. It almost, in, in, it puts it into your mind that this is what has, is going to happen. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you're now, yeah, now you're not unbiased. You're now biasedly looking for anything that sounds like what you just heard or what was going to be described to you. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and so from that point on, then we put our teams in who do shifts at a time or we're all work together, um, to kind of suss out what's happening in, in the house mm-hmm. or the place of business, wherever we happen to be. So, and then from there, after the investigation wraps up, that's when all the work really starts because then you have to go through and listen to all of your audio. (laughs) Oh, jeez. You have to go through and watch all the DVR cameras and, and then from there, take all that information. Well, then we'll have a team meeting, go Uh through everything, and then we'll throw out stuff that, uh, we decide isn't paranormal. So, (laughs) and then whatever's left, we take and present to the, uh the homeowner now do you ever before we get into specifics on sure what you've seen do you ever when someone writes in you're like and you you go and you investigate you're like this person is just either making this up or this is crazy and we're, we're not wasting our time with this uh you know there are fans i would mm-hmm. say of the paranormal and so i i do believe that does happen mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you whether or not it's happened well i'm sure it's happened to our team where mm-hmm. <laughs> we get um we're like this is absolutely we can, we can kind of suss it out, uh, right. but for the most part, you know, we want to go in there with an open mind and see what we, um, you know, what's going on. Because I mean, lot, lot, if if it is, it's causing friction in a family, or there's something happening where they just don't feel like anybody's believing them. 
mm-hmm. um, as to what's happening. We want to go in there with an open mind and listen. And sometimes just by having us come there and do the walkthrough, that's all they really needed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, I've, I can't tell you how many walkthroughs I've done where just by doing the walkthrough and listening to them, uh, that after we, we, we give them a few suggestions and walk away, and then we go back to set up the investigation, they're just like, you know what, whatever it was has kind of gone away. We're good. Hmm. So that's interesting that so, they just by having someone to share that with, yeah, they feel like that kind of almost relieves the tension of of what's going on and and whatever was in the house or whatever. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I hear the <laughs> I hear someone the whistling. whistling in the bed. That's amazing. I, I have three kids and uh, <laughs> it, it, it made me lose my train of thought. Yeah, for a second. so they're they're running around. Is that on a ghost? Top of me. Yeah, that's not a ghost, is it? Right? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think my son's down in the basement here. Nice. Listening to his YouTube or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it. I just, you know, take them through, get get the ideas of what, what it is that they're, they're, is happening with them, and then kind of sit down, set up the investigation, and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we used to do, you know, at the height, I think, of the, the, the ghost shows, we were doing quite a few of those, but I th- I think the um, the popularity of those shows just aren't quite what they used to be, say, five or six years ago. No, so, there's not as much um, ghost stuff in pop culture anymore. Yeah, yeah I think it's shifting back to aliens again, right? <laughs> After Area 51? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My son showed me what stuff. a Naruto run was the other day, which was interesting. What what is a Naruto, a Naruto run? run? No, uh, so uh, apparently with the uh, the Area Fifty One thing, yeah, one of the things that they said is that they were going to Naruto run all into the um, into the base, which okay. is a, an anime character. Yeah, you're the jock. In the, you're the jock, aren't you? Yeah. See, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't watch anime at all, but I'm looking this up, so I guess it's so, a Japanese anime character where they're sprinting with their arms behind the yes, stretch back. Yeah, them. yeah. So anyway, why would you run like that? I don't know. That but, you're just going to run face first into it is, a fence. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if that's a good tactic. So, but anyway, yeah, it's the YouTube. Um, do YouTubers and podcasters, they sometimes get, get together or is that a whole different? Uh, it can be one in the same. There's a lot of YouTubers that do their own pop. So the thing about YouTube yeah. um, is YouTube is not really made for long long videos per se okay so like a lot of youtubers will do like reviews and then like for 10 minutes or 15 minutes but then their podcasts will be like they're more fleshed out non-edited thoughts on things so yeah i mean they it, there is crossover but youtube yeah. is video whereas podcasting can be you know audio only or some people do video it, there's all sorts of mixes i mean it's nice. all it's all it all commingles now it's nice. all it's all just media on the internet <laughs> I need to get our, our our YouTube going again for the the, the team for the ghost uh, hunting. Yeah, because I did have a YouTube going for a while. Uh, yeah, if you look up Extreme Vision Paranormal on YouTube, you can find a lot of the videos and things that we do post. And actually, I have a whole bunch of YouTube videos of different experiences and things that we've gone through. And one of my favorites, if you want a story, yeah, I, of course I want. A story. I know you want a story. <laughs> so one of my favorites was there is a mansion in Joliet, okay, called the Scut Mansion. And I don't, I think it's been sold. So I don't think you can do, they're, they're doing any ghost hunts in there. But this is going back to my early days of the team. We were able to get in and do an investigation. 
and um right away we had all sorts of weird stuff going on when we pulled up to the mansion it was there was nobody there real quick are yeah. you do these things at night is that part of the fun of it too yeah. just doing it at night okay we do them at night okay got it and i th- that one i think we started early so i want to say we started probably around 5 or 6 so it wasn't quite dark yet okay and we pulled up um, Gary looked up to the upstairs window and he saw a figure move back and forth and then whoosh, shut the window, like shut, shut the, uh, the, um, I don't know if it was the blinds blind. or if that was the curtains. Now, is this an empty house that, empty that house. you know of? Okay. Empty house. I believe we were there in November because I just remember that the heat was off, the electricity was on, but the heat was off and it was so cold <laughs> inside. <laughs> Um, so we were just shivering through the whole investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the first things that happened. He, he noticed a figure in the window up, up, up in the, he, he's the one that saw it. Yeah. Though. Gary you saw didn't... it. I didn't okay. see it. Okay. And then he went back and he tried to debunk it. We, we couldn't figure it out. I didn't capture it on video, but I think I, I do have my reaction to it. Um, that's on the team page. Uh, the other thing is, um, they had this room. This is creepy. They had a room. That was dedicated to a doll collection. Okay, that already sounds (laughs) straight out of a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And we're all sitting in there. And what we do is, you'll hear, my my team is called Extreme Vision Paranormal, but they kind of did that to go along with the EVP, which is Electro Voice Phenomena. Mm -hmm. And what EVPs are is when we're asking a series of questions, usually, or, or we're talking and when we go back and listen to the tape, we'll hear voices that weren't there. Really? When we did the original investigation. Hmm. So, and there are a lot of people say, well, isn't it, couldn't it be one of your team members whispering? Couldn't it be, you know, somebody's stomach rumbling or dragging your feet? Well, what we do is when we're doing an, an EVP session is we will tag our audio so, if I'm asking a question and then somebody coughs or somebody whispers or stomach growls, the stomach growls will be like, sorry, that was my stomach growling. So, there's constant audio tags happening. So, you know, with my loud computer going right now, if I'm in a room and you can hear this fan whirring, I could tag my audio saying, oh, that's the fan running or a car mm-hmm. drove by. You know, those kind of things, we constantly tag our audio so that way when we're going back and review, we don't mistake those things that actually happened as being paranormal. So you're being, you're trying to be as transparent as possible. Every sound you guys hear, if you hear it live, you're, ta- you're tagging it. We're tagging the audio. So when we go back and find something that doesn't belong there, we can then present that to the team to say, hey, we think that we might have something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, if somebody forgot to tag it and then we go back and we listen to it as a team, they'll be like, you know what? That was actually, you know, that was her. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell it, or that was my voice. I did that. Um, and I didn't tag it. So, Mm -hmm. so we'll, we'll, by, by doing our review as a team, we can also, you know, start to knock out some of that stuff that isn't paranormal too. So one of the cool Mm -hmm. things too, is not only do we have the, you know, the digital recorders, we have these boxes, um, that they call hack boxes, frank boxes, or sometimes you'll hear them referred to as ghost boxes. 
And what Mm -hmm. the theory is, is that spirits can talk through white noise. And so these boxes will just either scan radio frequencies or they'll just produce a white noise that the spirits can talk through. Hmm. So while we were at Scott Mansion in this doll room and we're asking a bunch of questions, we had the ghost box going. And I believe, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head, I'll have to see if I can find the audio for you, but the question was, is, uh, do you like all these dolls or how many dolls are in this room? And I believe the ghost box hit us back with a lot. So, <laughs> we, oh, really? uh, yeah. So we got some responses while we were in the doll room. But, but you don't yeah. hear this live, right? No, that one we did because it was on the ghost box. Um, but the, the regular EVPs we don't hear live. Oh, wait, so the ghost box, you hear it live? We can like, hear it how, live, respond so to us. So right away, you hear, the or whatever, whenever the time is, you, you, you hear a lot. A lot. A lot. In, while you're there. Yes. So, okay, what's the reaction? <laughs> and so we just kind of, yeah, we just kind of, we cracked up a little bit, you know, just because there were a lot of dolls in that room. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if I can find that audio. I don't know if I have it or not on me. Um, it's all good. I, I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So... <laughs> But but that was one of the experiences. The next thing was in, at the top of the Scut Mansion, um, there was, it's like an old ballroom mm-hmm. with a pipe organ. Um, and we were sitting up there and having a conversation. And as I'm sitting there talking, I feel my pant leg get tugged. Really? And I looked at Gary and he said, yeah, that's one of the claims here. They pull hair. And clothing. And so I'm like, oh, there you go. And that was the only time I've ever been touched was uh, at the upstairs of the uh So it literally, if, what it, it felt like someone pulling on your pant Pulled leg. Pulled on my pant leg, which, again, I have video of this. I, you can't see my pant leg move, but again, it's a, just a reaction video. So it is just a personal experience because I don't have anything to back it up except for just what I felt. Sure. But were you, I mean, did that throw you off or you like what yeah i was like what just happened here i think my pant leg just got tugged and gary kind of laughed at me and said yeah that's one of the claims here wow huh so i'm gonna that's see the first and only time you yeah said, that right? was the only time it was one of, and it was uh, uh it's pretty awesome <laughs> uh so you got you guys not like i get the sense you guys are kind of you're not it doesn't seem like you're all that scared uh i mean there are times yeah. Yeah. And it's usually when team members are just pranking each other. We have that okay. a lot. Right. Uh, <laughs> How many people are on the trips usually? Uh, you know, it depends. We do a lot of excursions, which is the, we call them like paranormal amusement parks, where you you, you, you actually have to pay to go to some different places. You actually have to pay. Mm. Well, what's cool is some places, I, I love what they do because they take the money that they make from ghost hunters around the country that come as groups and pay to go tour their extremely haunted locations and then they'll put it back into to that location a big example of that is waverly hills in louisville kentucky it's a sanatorium and people come from all over to go to this place just because it's always listed on the top 10 most haunted Mm -hmm. locations and when i was there i think we just captured some ghost figures I think we have an EVP of like a scream in the morgue, which was pretty cool. What? 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they put the money back in. Um, another place that I, I love going and I'm kind of sad because they actually closed it down for a little bit, but it might be reopening is there's a hospital on the border of Tennessee and Alabama and it's, uh, called South, it's South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And the house, the hospital is called Old South Pit. And it is by far one of the most, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. One of the most active locations I've ever been to. Oh, so you've been to this one? Yeah. I've been to Old South Pit a couple times. And you will like, see. Wait, what do you mean? What did you, what did, what did you see? What you did you feel? You will see, you will see shadows, shadow figures walking up and down the halls. What? You will. <laughs> it is incredible. Really? It is incredible. Is I mean, um, when that happens, are you like this? Do, do you get goosebumps? Oh, are you is there like a shiver down your spine? Are you going? Hundred percent. Get me the hell out of here! What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I never felt like I there was only there was one hallway where I felt like I wanted to leave, and two things happened to me with that hallway. Was number one, the mold is terrible. And so, <laughs> so you just felt unsafe. You're like, I, I can't breathe this yeah, anymore. I'm like, I really shouldn't be <laughs> breathing this. Um, there's a lot of graffiti in there too. Um, are you walking dead fan? I watched probably six or seven seasons okay. up until the Negan stuff. Okay. And I quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the door that goes down to the cafeteria for the former mm-hmm. cafeteria's hospital, somebody spray painted on, on it. Do not open dead inside. So, <laughs> so I mean, stuff like that just kind of, cre- you know. Yeah, that, that's off-putting that? to see yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. But there was one hallway where I just felt, it felt demonic. Like, it just felt like there was something more than just residual or, you know, intelligent haunting or anything. It was, it just felt demonic. <laughs> so, I just. And what was the deal with this? It was, was it like a mental institution? Or no, just a regular hospital. But just an abandoned hospital yeah. now, though. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it, it, uh, I think one of the doctors had bought it and, you know, it just kind of fell into disarray. Um, people in that community, if they're going for urgent care and stuff, they're going to Chattanooga. So, which is like a 30, 45 minute drive from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hospital just kind of got abandoned and I think it got trashed by locals and stuff over the years. And, um, and then, you know, the ghost hunters started coming in. Hmm. So, but it, it is so crazy active. Um, I do believe that after it was a hospital, they tried to keep it going for a few years as a drug rehabilitation center. And then I think by the end of the 90s, it was done. So, you know, it's been sitting abandoned for almost 20 years. And probably for the last 10 to 15, it's been a ghost. You know, <laughs> At least the last 10, it's been a place where ghost hunters like to come in. And do they let you bring in all your equipment there yeah. too? Yeah, we have yeah. full run of the place uh, for the night. You can pay to, to to have full run of the place. Well, my first experience there when we walked in, um, and I will tell you, it's best to go in spring. Don't go in summer because it's miserable. Um, first time <laughs> it's we too went, damn was, hot inside. Yeah, oh, it was bad. You, we couldn't even function. It was so hot. Um, cause we went in July the last time and I'm like, let's not do this again. <laughs> there was one room with air conditioning and that was it. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was miserable, but even with it being so miserable and us not even getting a full investigation in, we still got so much response 
um, there's a far old pharmacy where we sat in there, did an EVP sessions. Um, some of the team members like to use the, the, the dowsing rods. Have you ever seen those where you like use them for, to find water? Mm. They'll use them in paranormal situations too, um, with the dowsing rods and they'll ask yes or no questions. And when, you know, yes, if it's yes, cross the rods and we'd go into the pharmacy there and just get all sorts of crazy responses and stuff. Um, we, uh, I think we even have, there's a, piece of equipment that we have that lights up when there's high what's called electromagnetic fields that's another theory in ghost hunting is if there's high emf that typically means that a spirit is using that energy to manifest itself so um so we had you know just all these buzzers and everything going off and usually like i can go to a home investigation i can go to these other i can go to waverly i can go to all sorts of other places i don't get the responses like i do when i'm when i'm at this old south pit so it is uh it is crazy. And, oh, I was telling you, so one of the first things that happened to me when I walked in, um, I've been going by my first and middle initial, JC, for years. Mm-hmm. Um, the only people that call me by my first name are my wife and my immediate family. So When you're in trouble. Too, yeah, right. right? right, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as I'm walking in for the first time, we're doing just kind of a walkthrough. And this is the middle of the day. We're doing a walkthrough of Old South Pitt Hospital. And I walk by the old emergency room. And I'm by myself. The only person that's close to me, I think my wife's maybe, she's probably a couple rooms behind me, like farther down the hall, a couple of team members. As I'm walking by the hospital, I hear somebody whisper, Jeremy, like that. I hear my name. And I'm like, what? Yes, honey. <laughs> and I turn around and I, look, I find Julie, who's one of the team members. I said, did you say anything? She said, no. I go, and I turn around, I go, where's Heidi? Because Heidi's my wife. And she, she goes out with me. Nowhere to be seen. And I, uh, and I just look at Julie and I go, something just said my name and it like whispered in my ear. Just, That's weird. Like weird. within 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes of us being there. So it, like I said, it's, it's on my top list just because I've had so many experiences at that location that, uh, and you've been there twice. You said been there twice twice and like it, they shut it down i think a year or two ago and uh, from what i understand they got new ownership and so hopefully things are things are going better there i just didn't like that we're you know we're putting all this money in you know as mm-hmm. ghost hunters and whenever mm-hmm. that money you don't see that money put back into the building it, it kind of frustrates me a little bit like okay somebody's just using this as profit you know right they're, they're just they're, pocketing, they're it, pocketing all it. it all and they're not putting it back in because you know, a lot of these locations, you know, you do sign off on a waiver form that, hey, you're you're going to be held harmless for any of this stuff. But the fact is, is the building's getting in worse and worse shape. Right. And you've got all these people coming in, they're trashing the place, and they're not, you're, and you're not cleaning it up, you're not putting more, you're not making it better. <laughs> like, Waverly, right, right. they take the money, they put it into Waverly, they've um, redone some floors, they actually added a theater to it and then are inviting the community back in so it's like they're making this this place which was once a big part of their community and had gone to disrepair they're taking the money from the you know these ghost hunters Mm -hmm. putting it back into the into location now making this this jewel that of the community a jewel again so mm-hmm. I, I think there's something a to be, jewel. yeah, a haunted jewel, but I mean, at the same point, you know, if community can come in, use that theater and they could do all sorts of stuff there. And, you know, I think they actually do, you know, a haunted house there 
for the community. Oh, jeez. Um, I think that's I think it's pretty cool that because otherwise these buildings are are just going to get demolished, right? And that that's what t- typically happens. Are there? I mean, I didn't even know that they had, there was like these places where you could pay and do this stuff. Are they, oh are there's yeah, tons of these, huh? Oh, all over the place, all over the place. Like we, there's places in Chicago. Um, we actually went to one. Um, it was called Blue Star Auto, and it was a hotel at one point, uh-huh. and uh, it was known to be one of Capone's spots. So, um, but I, that one's, I believe they demolished that one, so that one's gone. Um, but I mean, there was there were places all over. Uh, I was hoping they were going to do that with the old uh, Joliet um, prison. Mm-hmm. Is turn that into. Uh, was is that the what's what's that called? I think it's just Joliet Prison. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think uh <laughs> well and I, I know that they, they were they're doing like a regular haunted house in there, but I think they might actually be opening and doing and charging for uh some of those investigations there. Uh I know the Rialto in Joliet also is a place that does charge to do um investigations and they really? they, just, they don't do them all the time, but usually around this time of year. That that's funny you mentioned that. My cousin had her wedding at the Rialto. No, that's awesome. Did you, did, <laughs> does your cousin know she might have had a, or he might have had a haunted wedding? It was wedding? a she. I yeah. had no clue. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything because she's super religious oh, and yeah. that might really throw her off. Okay. She might actually get real mad about that. So I'm not going to say anything unless she listens to this show. Sorry, cuz. Sure. Um, you, you just had a haunted wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess in doing these, are you still skeptical, or is it like now you're like, yeah, this, this, this stuff is well, real. Well, stuff happens, and I, 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 I want to understand what it, right? it is. Like, is it my mind playing tricks on me? You know, is right. what I'm hearing, is it actually happening, or is it just me taking a bunch of random sounds and saying, oh, that's a word? Um, right. Same thing with pictures. You get a picture, is you know, blurry area or something's going on there. Is it me just looking at these pixels and going, that's a face? So, uh, you know, you have to... You know, you got to question a lot of it. Right. Um, you know, and I, I used to, you know, in the early days of ghost hunting and stuff, we were all about, you know, our stuff is the best, <laughs> you know, and we've, <laughs> we're, we're the best we, ghost yeah, busters the, in the we're world. We're the best, you know, our, our audio and information that we get, like, no, yeah, we know that this is all, all paranormal stuff and the stuff that you're showing, I can tell you why that's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember people would, and I do presentations and stuff. I talk to, I've actually talked to rotary groups <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, just local, you know, places done all sorts of these paranormal presentations. And afterwards, a lot of times people will come up and they'll show you photos from their phone that they captured, or maybe they'll have some actual pictures that they want to show you. And in the early days, I'd be like, you know, that's an orb. It's probably just a piece of dust, you know, mm-hmm. and it it probably isn't anything. But what I found is, is when you tell people that, they get real mad. Yeah, because uh, they no one wants to have their their truth questioned. Yeah, exactly. Like that, right. So, and I I find the best thing to do is just is just listen, um, and you know, listen with an open mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a story. I want to hear it. Um, I don't want to debunk anybody's evidence. You know what I mean? Like right, if this is right. what you believe and you know, I'm I'm not here for that. But the stuff that we go out and we do, you know, that's for for us to decide how we're gonna present that. So mm-hmm. um but I mean I because that's it. You know, people are 
you know, especially for people who have lost somebody, you know, somebody close and you feel like this might be somebody coming back, talking to you or sending you a yeah, message. Maybe another, yeah, mm-hmm. their, their only connection or something like that with this, with this passed away person. Yeah. I, I don't, that's tough to question someone that you don't want to question that feels that. Yeah. yeah because right. they, they need that. They need that connection. You know, they need right. that to, you know, it's part of the, you know, healing process in some, some cases. But I think the main thing is, um, you know, when somebody does call us into their house and they're having issues, they can't sleep. They, they want to move out of their house. My goal is to make them feel more comfortable in their house, <laughs> you know, mm, in any, right. any way we can look at all the different things that are happening and find a way to, you know, give them an explanation as to what's happening. And I think, you know, I just started watching the new, I haven't watched ghost hunters. I haven't watched any ghost shows in probably five or six years. <laughs> so, but I, I'm on the same boat, man. Yeah. I don't think maybe f- at least five or six years, but, um, Grant, who was on the original Ghost Hunters, just came back and has brought the Ghost Hunters brand back. And, you know, I was listening to him explain something that I totally made sense, is that there's different types of, of hauntings. And I, you know, I, there's demonic, and there's intelligent, and then there's also just residual. But sometimes I think that, and he had he had talked a little bit about this too, and I, I've always kind of thought this. A lot of times when we get called into these situations, it sometimes isn't necessarily something from the grave or demonic or any of that other stuff. It, he, the way he described poltergeist was mm-hmm. that it was something that is attached to a person. And I know hmm. I've run into this several times. What do you times. mean by that? So... If you somebody says their house is haunted, while mm-hmm. they're there, completely haunted, you take them out of the picture. Oh, I see. There's nothing. <laughs> so, and I know I. And that's the yeah. Go ahead. That's hard to prove though, right? You, well, you can do it by just making sure that the person who is having the experiences is there with the investigation, and ah, then once you gotcha. take them out, there won't be anything. Okay. Um, okay. And I think, in my experience. When we've come across this type of scenario, it's been because um, these people may be more susceptible or maybe tapped into something else. I don't know. It's like, mm. I don't know if they're mediums or if they're psychics or if they're just have that about them. Well, there might be some sort of. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. And he often yeah. talks about like the influx of chemicals in your brain that happen when you get scared or all sorts oh, yeah. of things. And he was talking about how it could be just science. Like it could be just your your brain was chemically imbalanced for that moment, and you saw something, and it was just your brain screwing with you. But it also could be that like a gateway to another dimension or another reality or some sort of peek into this reality, yeah. you know, the the reality where these these paranormal things might exist. Yeah, or and that's just something about that person that whatever's going on on the inside, for some reason, can be projected to the outside as well. Mm, right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when I run into this, we'll see that this person has been having these experiences since they were a child, and it's followed them for their whole life. And Oh, man. So... 
are these are these people that are having the experiences are they looking to you guys like please help me or is it like this is interesting i want you guys to i think we've had both check it out i, I think okay. we've had both and uh i know the one was was a business owner and while we were with her in her business we got all sorts of crazy activity ebps everything um photos shadow figures as soon as she was not there it was like you know sometimes you can walk into a room and you just feel heavy mm. i don't know if you've ever had that experience where sometimes just the air just feels stagnant and heavy usually after the buffet but <laughs> <laughs> but bad joke but <laughs> bad joke it's all sorry good, man <laughs> right there with you but as soon as like as soon as she left the room or left the building all that went away. It, so, and then all, all of our evidence, everything, you know, stopped. We stopped getting all the activity that we had. So we've kind of come to that conclusion that sometimes, you know, it's, you know, as I guess as Grant from Ghost Hunters would say, it was more of a poltergeist where it's attached to that individual. I had another experience like that. Um, actually, uh, it was Sedanville Rectory in Cincinnati. It's a place we paid to go to. All sorts of experiences. They were on ghost hunters and ghost adventures. You know, Zach was seeing demons at this place. By the way, he's my favorite guy to watch on TV. You want to watch an entertaining <laughs> ghost hunter? Watch that Zach Bagans guy. <laughs> he puts a lot of gel in his hair too. It's amazing. Um, so, so we did the we did this at Amsville Rectory, and we got there. We were with the guy who owned the place. When he got there, man, I was hearing stuff. Like I was hearing voices. Um, I the the room felt thick. You know, I just, you know, I felt itchy. Um, you know, I heard stuff in, uh, in one of the rooms and it was just like all sorts of activity for the first 15 minutes we were there as he gave us the walkthrough. As soon as he left, we got nothing. <laughs> hmm. We got nothing. That's interesting that there's this, can, these things that you're discovering are attaching to people. Yeah. Yeah. In some and I, I, I do feel like that a lot of times, like. There's a good chunk of this stuff that, um, and I think especially with the home stuff, um, we get that. Uh, but sometimes even, even you know, in, in situations where it is a residual, we've found that there's ways in which we can help people get their, their power back. Um, hmm. And it's mostly just acknowledging it, saying I'm not afraid of it. Um, and then, you know, if you do hear it, just being firm. <laughs> and telling them, hey, it's my house now. You had your chance. <laughs> really? But this is my house. Like this is straight out of a movie, yeah. what you're telling me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Amityville or something. I don't know. Yeah, right? So It's my it's house. It's my house. <laughs> I'm taking this back. And usually just by being firm like that, they do. They, they're able to, to, to reclaim their homes, huh. and the, the stuff just goes away on its own. Now, you mentioned the, the three types before this. There was demonic... What was the other two? Residual, which would Residual. be like, um, you ever seen that movie High Spirits? I have not. Oh, you need to see that. Steve Gutenberg yeah. is best uh, okay. from like 1987. <laughs> <laughs> I'm predating you a little bit here, I bet. You, yeah, 87 is the year I was okay. born. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's got Daryl Hannah. It even has, uh, what's the guy from Taken? The guy from Taken. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's in it. He's a yeah, ghost. Yeah. And, the same, and like the same scene inside this castle keeps replaying over and over and over again. 
So that kind of stuff, that's residual. It just kind of keeps playing over and over and over again. Okay. So it could almost be like clockwork at some times where things, certain things happen. Um, it's just a residual thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe scents in the air um, uh, might be residual as well. Like you're walking through and you smell cigar smoke. You know, that might just be something residual from, um, from previous tenants, if that got makes it, sense. Got it. Yep. Uh, the other thing is, uh, is the intelligent. And that's, of course, like things that will respond to you that are there. Oh. They can hear you. They can see you. Let's say they like, they say that they like the dolls a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that kind of stuff. <laughs> and demonic is, you know, that it, it, you know, it never had a human form. It's just, it's purely evil. Um, that's the, I mean, that's the most fun one. Yeah. That's the one you want. You just want to stay away from. You want, <laughs> that's the one you want to stay away from, yeah. but you want to like anyone that talks about like ghost hunting or, yeah. or believing it or like, that's the one you want to kind of like, did you ever encounter that? Yeah, one? I have not, but Gary tells no. me stories of being in an old, like uh church parish or something that was now a restaurant or something. And like, he saw a, like a dog or something with red glowing eyes. Uh, Oof. But, uh, but yeah, I have not encountered that. I think I do have. I hope it, this works. We've got a little mixing board hooked up because I want to play you um, some demonic audio from Scott Mansion, if you'd like. Yeah, sure. You want to hear this? If you, uh, yeah, if, if we can get it to play. Right. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's Waverly. I got the wrong one. Let me pull up. The, <laughs> I thought I had it all loaded up and everything here for you. Jeez, how long? You know, you for someone that's been in like radio and <laughs> think like, I'd have all this stuff together. And yeah, you think you'd just be queued in, and ready to go? I tell you what, I did broadcast up until January, so I had a studio oh. all set up and uh, would record a radio show out of my my little stu- home office while the kids weren't home. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so in uh, but it's been since January, yeah, so, so I you're haven't not, really you're rusty. Yeah. I haven't really been yeah. down here. To get my my stuff out, so I hear you. I'll give you a pass this one time. All right, let's see if this plays. <laughs> Tell me if you. Uh, I'm going to play this here real quick. See if you can hear it. Yeah. Oh no, I can't hear anything. And I might not. The oh, oh. Let me try this again. Oh, it's not going to work. No, I don't no, think it'll oh, that's, that's unfortunate. Now I can now hear, I can my hear myself. What's that? Oh, you can, I can hear, I can myself. hear myself. Yeah. All right, let's turn that off. So, um, it's all good. We can, we can, we just link me the videos later. I will link you the the video. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, the demonic stuff is obviously the stuff that's most intriguing. Have you seen that? By the way, have you seen paranormal activity? The movie? I think I've seen a couple of them. What did you, what did you think of those? I, I think they're fake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously (laughs) those are, that 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 first seeing that movie in the theater, the first and the second one, was an um, like, I know those movies aren't considered awesome movies, but seeing that in a group setting in a dark theater oh, yeah. was amazing. Yeah, wasn't it like like the whole movie was filmed through like a DVR camera or yeah, something it was that like was set found up in the house? Footage, yes, yeah, that's right. They were doing it was the whole found footage craze like came back. Yes. Because that was the uh, well, I I remember seeing Blair Witch in the theater. That one was yep. that one was pretty awesome. Cause nothing, it's nothing like that though in real life, huh? Oh gosh, no! It <laughs> you're is, getting chased around. No, and, it's like paint drying. Because I mean, you're oh, just yeah. sitting there in these rooms for hours, go, and then you'll leave and go like, ah, I was kind of a bum, and then you'll get home, and then all of a sudden, like, you'll find all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then it's like, holy cow! But in the moment, you're like, nothing's going on here. We're just. 
hanging out in a room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How do they make it so exciting on Ghost Hunters? I don't know. Or go, it's Ghost Adventures, I believe, is yeah. what the show is called, right? Yeah. yeah well, it's because it's all cut up, you know. And I, yeah. I, I, you know, I want to say that they have a script, you know. Some of it. I mean, it can't. You can't always. I mean, they've got. I'm looking at this now. They have 18 seasons, 210 episodes. It's pretty. That's impressive. a lot of like. Yeah. I, well, I was gonna say that's a lot of occurrences to happen to make that many episodes entertaining. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I went. Where did I go? I went to. Uh, I went to Zach Bagan's haunted museum in uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Boy, if you like the macabre and the, I don't even know if I say that word right, but it is. I think you did. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and just the the gr- gross stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His haunted museum is is pretty impressive. Do you know that uh, um, the new movie Annabelle, mm-hmm. uh, which was because they started the whole. Amityville series or whatever it was. I don't know. Um, bunch of those with that. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about. The Annabelle yeah, movie, yep. that, the doll from Annabelle, the real life one, mm-hmm. is in his yeah. museum. Oh, that's crazy. So, And he's got uh, Patrick Swayze's tooth. <laughs> Why? And Michael Jackson's death chair. And what else does he <laughs> what have? The fuck? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so apparently the chair that was sitting next to Michael Jackson's bed where he died, he bought it. So like all this just weird stuff. He's got Liberace's piano or something. And Do you, are you into the weird stuff like this? Too? I, you, I don't, I don't think so. But I, <laughs> Gary and I went to uh, went to Vegas um, with another buddy last last September, um, celebrate my fortieth birthday, and we were like, you know what, let's go do something a little bit paranormal. And so we, uh, yeah. So we went. We go. Let's do Zach Bagans Museum, and uh, and I. I'd do it again. I'd probably do it again. Mm-hmm. It's just some of the stuff I it was kind of stomach turning. Like, mm-hmm. why did you buy this, man? Um, Zach's got a uh, a documentary which I couldn't even make it through. It. It's not good at all. It's called Demon House. Like not good as a not well produced. No, it's or? just I I fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> it's boring. Wow. <laughs> and so he made this documentary about this house in Indiana. He ended up buying the house. And he bulldozed uh-huh. it because he said that, hell, that the demons possessed him and ruined his eyesight. So now he has to wear these special like prism glasses. And uh, is he all there? What's going uh, on? He is so entertaining. And yeah. I, uh, I take it for what is what he's worth. He is a whole lot of entertainment. And uh, he is the guy's obsessed with P.T. Barnum. He's got a whole like P.T. Barnum wing of his museum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as a kid, I actually really enjoyed P.T. Barnum too. Yeah. So I was, I can, I can, I can understand the like the freak show aspect of yes. being a being into P.T. Yes. Barnum. So and and yeah, that mu- that that musical is pretty good too with uh, Hugh Jackman. I did see it. I did see yeah. that musical. <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't bad. Yeah. I like the the songs are pretty yeah. catchy. So if uh, if they ever take that uh, to Broadway, I think Zach Bagans could play. P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. But, uh, but his museum, <laughs> if, if you get a chance to go in Vegas, it is, it's like 40 bucks, and it, the tour is like two hours. He does a whole bunch of setup when you first walk in um, to make you feel like, oh, gosh. You know, like you have to sign mm-hmm. a waiver that says that they're not responsible for any ghosts that attach themselves to you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there is, I, I think the heaviest part of the whole museum is the, the prisoner section because he does have, 
he does have some John Wayne Gacy fo- like like stuff. Ooh, you know some that's of the paintings, little, some of the clown that's paintings. That's strange. He's got those. Yeah. Oh wow! And he's got. Uh, he's really going for oh, it. Oh, it uh-huh. is. Oof. And he's got uh, Charles Manson. Um, a, a picture of him that was painted using his blood, ashes, and hair. Jesus Christ! Yes. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. All right. So there. I mean, yeah. It's not the first thing I would think of when I go to Las Vegas. Sure. But I wouldn't be opposed. It's a little off the strip. Maybe like a, maybe a five or ten dollar Uber ride from your from the strip. But mm-hmm. uh, but hey, for forty bucks and a two hour tour of everything paranormal, including Patrick Swayze's tooth. What do you, where does that fit in? How is that paranormal? He has got a little celebrity wing. That's where you'll see Patrick Swayze's tooth and Michael De- Jackson's death chair. And that's how they refer to it as his death chair. His death his chair. death chair. So that's in the same wing. So circling back sure. to some of your stuff. Yes. What, like, what have you learned about, like, in doing all these investigations? Like, what have you learned about uh, the paranormal and... You know what? What's changed for yeah. you? What, what opinions have changed? Or? I think my biggest thing is is it's not so much about the dead; it's more about the living. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it's especially when it comes to the circle back to what I was talking about earlier. I think it is more about making people feel comfortable, um, and especially when they are dealing with heartbreak and loss. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, you almost fall into a counselor role in some ways, um, and mm-hmm. I think it's important that we, you know, are respectful of that and their feelings and how they. Um, what they need to get out of it. Um, so why are you calling us? What is it that you want to have done? What is it that you, you, what's the conclusion that you want to have here? And then finding out a way that we can help them achieve that. Um, so, so I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and then with the paranormal amusement park stuff, that's just more of us just having fun, you know, checking mm-hmm. things out and, you know, it's where our interests lie and trying to find something cool, um, that other people have experienced in those same locations. But, um, but when, like I said, when we do have to, you know, we do have those those calls, and we do do free investigations, and uh, we'll sit with people, we'll listen, you know, and uh, give you give you our feedback. You know, if you're looking mm-hmm. for honest feedback, you know, we're not going to say, look, I'm 100 percent tell you that this, you know, if you're if you're you need closure, we're going to help you get that closure. Mm-hmm. So, what do you? What, how would you explain? Because I you seem like a very practical person obviously you want to know the why behind a lot of these things you know what are some of the conclusions you've come to as far as why the dude tugged on your leg or you're hearing the voices or all you know all sorts of stuff that you've seen yeah and i i wish i had the why and i still and i think that since i don't have the understanding that what that's another thing that keeps me going back out if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah absolutely i I don't know i mean more info you can gather the better a lot of knowledge a lot of the stuff i can you know, pretty much say, I think some of these EVPs are some of the stuff that I'm hearing that it's just a bunch of random sounds. My brain's putting it together. Um, sure. Same thing with pictures. There is that bias. Yes, there I has have to it. be a little 100%. bit of bias, right? And I, right. I drive probably my teammates crazy because they just, you know, they're like, yes, this is it. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not right. there. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it, you know, I some of the stuff, like I said, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I want to send you that audio because I, I did play that for uh, for Dutch, and I, I had mm-hmm. him and the guys rolling when I I played the the demonic. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yes, so that that you have a copy of it. But I mean, that one there, I don't know. 
I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what, what happened with my pant leg. I can't tell you why somebody whispered into my ear and why I heard that. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you why I'm seeing shadows walking through these, these hallways. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't tell you why when I walk into the room, it feels so heavy. Or, you know, it's just, right. there's just a lot of stuff that I, I, I still would like to get answers to um, because I, I just don't know. <laughs> Do you, are, you, are you a religious person at all? I would say agnostic, you know. Because mm-hmm. I would say I was, I'd find it even a little more interesting if you were like super religious and you were doing this, because then there'd be maybe some sort of tie there sure. or something like that, right? Sure. And I mean, I have, but, uh, I've done investigations in churches, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can't say where they were, what you know, where it was, because I mean, I did a whole confidentiality thing, but it, I even got stuff there. We got screaming banshees mm-hmm. in the middle of a church. I don't. It, really? We didn't hear it. We it was all EVP. It all came back on the tape later. So That's we strange. had a shadow figure. I didn't see it. Gary saw it in the basement. We changed the cameras, tried to capture it. We never caught it. Um, but uh, but yeah, this the screaming b- banshees in the in the uh, sanctuary. I just get goosebumps just thinking about it. So screaming and, fucking yeah, banshees. you can hear it. You can hear it just just wailing <laughs> as we're we're walking through. So. What the hell? Right? <laughs> you know, I'm, so here's here's my thoughts yeah. on all this. I I don't know. Yeah. So, similar to being just agnostic about religion, I don't know. I I think it'd be kind of cool if there were some ghosts around. Yeah. Like they, that'd be that, that's a cool thing, right? Um, I wouldn't be around it. I, I don't want to want to have it be in my house, but I, I'd be cool with like stories about it. But I don't know. Um, I think it's certainly possible, but I'm not going to speak on something where I've never experienced it. Um. But I mean, do you think when you tell people that? Well, first off, do you tell people like, "Yeah, I'm actually I I do this. Like, I'm a ghost hunter." I have cards in my bag that I have with me. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So every now and again, okay. I'll pull them out. It depends where we're at, you know. Sure. Um. You find that most people believe that there is something, or and you're what you You know what's wild is I used to you know when I first started the presentation stuff I I usually preface it with it used to be if you told somebody that you like to do this paranormal stuff they look at you like you were a crazy human being. Right. Um, and, and then all the ghost hunter shows went, came out and that, and then like the stigma kind of went away, right. but I feel like because the popularity of the shows has kind of waned, there is, I think a little bit of stigma again, at least that's, I, I'm, you know, I think that in anyway, I don't, I don't pull out the cards as much anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you're awesome at parties when you pull that's out right. those They're cards. Like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Get the Ouija board. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean it, it's it is fun. It is definitely fun because I mean I have a ton of stories, you know, uh, mm-hmm. of different investigation things that we've we've encountered over the years, and people I think are intrigued by it. Um, what's fun is like usually around Halloween, I used to pull out all of our like different videos and audio and stuff, and then we do like a little thing at work. <laughs> then I do a little quick presentation and scare all the people at work. They love that. So no people. I'm sure. I think the majority of people want to believe it because they think it's fun. Yeah. In in like in a dark, not even not twisted, but just kind of a this part of reality. I don't ever experience, but it would be kind of fun if it if it existed. Yeah. Sort of. Well, thing, and you I, know? I, we we have to kind of like figure that out too when people do call us and then mm-hmm. they ask us to come over and. And then when they do schedule the investigation, we've had to put s- certain stipulations on that because they will turn into a party. They'll invite their friends mm. over. All of a sudden, we'll get there. There's six <laughs> other people there. 
And they've got what you find? Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're <laughs> and you know they've got they they've got a case of beer ready to go. <laughs> you're like wait a like, minute I, well what's going on this here? isn't uh and then you'll have that one guy who's totally you know just wants to mess with everybody while you're there and and totally screws up the entire investigation so like <laughs> oh no like we we've you've had that happen no, oh, totally, where people are messing totally, with you guys yeah oh. i mean i don't know if they're messing like the homeowners or the people that asked for it aren't messing but they think it's so cool that we're coming there that they turn mm-hmm. into a party and there's always that one guy you know what I'm saying? Right. So, right, right. So I, it, like, dude, you hired us. Let yeah, me, let's, let's do our do thing. Work. Right. Let's not necessarily have a party. If you want to have a party, I'm down for that. Um, right. We could throw a killer Halloween party. So, <laughs> but uh, but if we're here to do investigation, let's do it. Do you notice um, any like more activity around Halloween? Is that a thing? I think there's more activity because everybody's talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, sure. Right. You know, it's the the air is charged from people. So, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's my biggest takeaway and I you know, you asked me that earlier, you know, it is I think it is people. You know, I think mm. I think there's something to be said about about positive thinking and negative thinking and you know, being able to you know, impact your environment just with how people are feeling. Is there any commonalities between the people that you've noticed that are experiencing these things? I think it's just most of the time it's they've had some sort of paranormal experience through their entire lives. It's not so when they're younger. Yeah, yeah, they you they notice it when they're little and then just as they as they get older. You think I mean just to be devil's advocate, you think they might be you know someone that's believed in this from such a young age that they just never have let it go and it's something you know like I think there's something it was part of their childhood and they like it's you know something that they can't ever let go of maybe it's just happening to them but, but there's real no other way of proving there's it. something to be said for that I, mm-hmm. you know it's like I said I think a lot of times if you believe something or you feel it or you especially at an early yes, age too and you right? just continue with it then yeah you might be a little you're going to be more susceptible to it because you're mm-hmm. you know you're looking for it you know right so and well, especially when it happens at an early age, you're not thinking critically. You're just thinking about this thing that happened at that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not like questioning, oh, that could have been this or that. It's just like, no, that happened to yeah. me. And that's part of like ingrained in my childhood. And that's something you can't take away from yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you a hundred percent on that one. But then again, you've said you've, you've noticed where you've had investigations where you've, you can clearly tell that something's attached to well, and the person. I, and I, like I said, I think it's one, one of those things where if you are having those experiences through your entire life and then mm-hmm. you come to a new location, you still continue to have experiences. Maybe they're now getting more severe as you get older. Um, but once we take that individual out of that location, there is nothing there. So how do you deal with that? And I think you have to deal with the person at that point and say, hey, look, we just believe that in this case maybe attached to you and mm. how do you deal with that well it's just about taking control of it of the situation you're not gonna harm you me you're not sleep gonna with mess with me i'm you know i'm gonna be good so you walk around with a cross in front of your <laughs> body all day and you just and you grab get a priest and you have them throw holy That's water it. around your entire yeah. house right and well we you know we do i mean not our team but we do have a team member who is part of the paranormal clergy and mm-hmm. she will come in and actually, you know, cleanse the house. She's got different things. Oh, wow, that's a real thing. Yeah, house cleansing is a real thing. 
and uh, she's got different scents and incenses and stuff. I don't, I don't know what she she does. Something. I just kind of watch her. It's pretty impressive. Um, and says says some stuff and uh, goes around, cleanses the house, and then you know, if a lot of times after that we don't we don't get any more phone calls. It's it is what it, you know does what it needs to do. <laughs> oh man, I yeah. I mean, it, it, there's definitely I, I, I I'm. I'm with you in that. I think there could be some stuff. Obviously, I've never experienced it myself, but I mean, if you're saying it's true, or if there's, you're saying that these things happen, who's to say they yeah, aren't, right? I mean, something could have happened to you at the Rialto. You just didn't even know it at your cousin's wedding. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with that place? Why is that place haunted? I, you know, I haven't done the tour, so I couldn't tell mm-hmm. you. I just know that they do them. Oh, they yeah. do tours there. And I, I, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Well, some of the, you know, the architecture and stuff. And don't they have like some angel- angelic dolls or like stuff on the outside? I did see the dolls. Not dolls, but. Uh, I know it's an old theater, yeah. right? Yeah. But other than that, the only things I remember is there's a long staircase that my cousin walked down as she got presented to like the, the family. Yeah. It's a cool place. That's all I remember. It was a really nice. cool place. Really shitty location, though, on a Friday in December oh, to have yeah. a wedding at 5 o'clock. That was really Not stupid good. on my cousin's part. No, I wasn't happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you into horror movies and all that stuff, too? Uh, you know what's funny? I'm not a huge horror movie fan. <laughs> but- <laughs> me, me neither, actually. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what's the best ghost movie? I don't even know. Probably High Spirits yeah, with uh, Liam Neeson and Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you mentioned it earlier. There, you've never had any type exorcist type stuff, right? You know what? I went to the house in Watsika, Illinois. That is the one of the one of the inspirations for the movie The Exorcist. It okay. is the first documented possession in uh, ever on on paper, and it took place in the 1800s in this house called mm-hmm. the Roth House in Watsika, okay. Illinois. And I tell you what, the guy who owns that. Amazing what he's done to the place. He takes the money from the investigations and everything else, and he's put a lot of love into keeping that that house um, and bringing it back to its glory. So, well, can you imagine though that? Well, you you mentioned this yeah. earlier, but can you imagine if like the house is haunted, and then you're hiring people and they're like working on the house <laughs> and all sorts of weird shits oh, happening because you're fucking with the yeah. house? But <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't work on the house. I'd run you away. You know, I tell you what, we went there two years ago. To, it's called, we call it, it's the Watsika Wonder House because the name of the book is the Watsika Wonder. And in the mm-hmm. 1800s, spiritualism was huge. Like the Ouija boards and talking to the dead, that was a huge thing in the 1800s. Right. And so this, the Roth family, their daughter, we, they believe now that she had schizophrenia, but at the time they didn't know what she had. She was just having a lot of issues and they like did electroshock therapy, everything. This girl ended up dying when she was like 16, 17 years old. And so they buried her and they went about their lives. They mm-hmm. continued to try to talk to their dead daughter after she passed. Cause like I said, spiritualism was huge. It wasn't just like, you know, everybody had a Ouija board on the table at that time. And, uh, they were, um, trying to contact their dead daughter i'm not sure exactly what happened they had this guy living with them who is a spiritualist (laughs) and an author (laughs) and uh all of a sudden on the other side of town this little girl named lurid c venom started having the same experiences that their daughter did um and so they're like oh goodness well this is happening so the the two the mom and dad roth and the spiritualist doctor go on the other side of town go see this family of this lurid c venom 
And while they're sitting there talking to her parents, the little girl walks down the stairs. She looks at the Roths and says, hi, mom and dad. It was their dead, their dead daughter had taken over this girl. And this is crazy because this whole thing is written out in the book. Watson, you can wonder they take this, they take this girl. And for some reason, the Roth family convinces the Venoms to let them take their daughter and let her live as their deceased daughter in their house for months. Crazy, right? Oh, that's, yeah, that's like, that's next yes. level. That's pretty wild. So there is a, <laughs> that's tough to believe. Right, but there's a book on it, all documented. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, so we went and did the Watsika Wonder. I've, I've been through that place a couple was times. That? I didn't really have anything happen. It was uh, kind of a quiet see, it's night. All fake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was a quiet night. It was a quiet night for us. But uh, was it creepy being in there though? Like were you going like or nothing? Literally nothing. I didn't really feel. I didn't. I didn't really feel creepy. I just. I love the story. The story is right. fantastic. It, it is, I mean, it's a great story. Um, yeah. You know, because that's the type of that's the type of story that you want to yeah, hear when you're well, looking. What's for this wild stuff, is right? this Luritzi Venom. Like after like two months of her living as this dead daughter, all of a sudden she just pops back in and goes, "Hey." I'm fine. I'm going to go back right. home now. And they're like, okay. And so she goes I'm back. I'm going this body Yeah, she now. goes back home. She's completely cured of whatever was ailing her. And what's wild is, I guess, is this lady, you know, grew up and, and lived and stuff. She continued to come back and visit the Roths for holidays. And then she would let their dead daughter inhabit her body so that they could, like, have a conversation. <laughs> Here, just borrow this That's body it. for a little bit. So... It's such a great story. I, like I said, I wish I, we would have got more, but there's a lot of people who've had tons of experiences at the Watsika Wonder House. Um, but uh, I, I just didn't have those same experiences, not to say that other people won't. Um, we had a big sure. group that went through. We probably should have brought less people with us, so that could have been part of it too. So, mm-hmm. But really cool place. The guy's, like I said, he's put a ton of money back into it. It is a gem, and I'm glad that he's keeping the house alive in Watsika. How long do you keep doing this? Until they tell me I can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't been out in investigation in a while. Uh, What's well, wonder was probably last one I went on, um, but we actually have a couple scheduled here in the next couple months. So we're going to start getting back out again, which is great. Um, I know some of the team members just went down to Ashmore Estates, which is they've got all we got all sorts of fun stuff from Ashmore. Um, I'm hoping I did put that stuff online. If not, I'll have to update the website. But deadspeak.net, if you want to check it out, um, a lot of our audio, video, pictures, and stuff we've captured over the years. I tried kind of putting stuff together in, like, case files. So Yeah, I, saw, I noticed that. That's kind of fun, actually. So if you want to read through some of the notes and stuff on different places that we've been to. Um, I live in this, like, Starve Rock area. It is pretty big. We've uh, Starve Rock murders. Uh, we've done the St. Louis Canyon there and uh, didn't capture anything. So... Starbucks, oh. sorry, it's not haunted. Um, <laughs> come visit. It's a great place. Uh, and then, you know, we've, we've done some other places around Princeton. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a graveyard in Spring Valley that hosts the Axe Man. So I went on a hunt for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, stay away from the Axe Man. <laughs> the Massic Mausoleum is one. Uh, mm. So... You know, just different different places. I'm not. We're not big cemetery people either. I know a lot of people like to uh, sail cemeteries. Um, no, no, yeah, good. I'm not a big fan of those. Just you know, it's. I, I just think that you, too many people can get into trouble. <laughs> we'll walk right. around cemeteries and stuff, but most of the time it's just you know a lot of like I said the paid investigations when people call us for for stuff and then 
um, if we can get us some, some local hunts too, we try to do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, I'm going to, let's wrap sure. this up here. What I usually do at the end of every show and then you kind of already plugged it, but if there's anything you want to plug to end the show, the floor is yours. Yeah, that's it. I um, mean, uh, deadspeak.net. That's the website. If you want to check it out, the deadspeak.net, the deadspeak.net. Right? Net. Right. um, you can yeah. search us on Facebook, which, uh, like I said, we got to get back into social media. Our social media game's been kind of down. It's mostly just birthday wishes to team members. Um, <laughs> That's not going to get you any new followers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's my fault because I, I usually handle a lot of that stuff. And I like, I, I, on, I know dude. I run a DJ company on the side. I've got a planning, an event planning business. And I also am a marketing director for a, for a regional cell phone company. So I got a lot of irons in the fire. You a lot of cool stuff. A lot stuff. of irons in the fire. And every now and again, yeah. I'll moonlight on the radio. So. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the deadspeak.net extreme visual, extreme vision paranormal. If you want to check us out on Facebook, our YouTube page has a bunch of stuff. I think I even got a SoundCloud somewhere if you're into that. But, uh, but most of the stuff, like I said, you can find on the website. And if you do have issues and you just want to talk to somebody who listen to you, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play psychologist or, or whatever you need. Wow. So <laughs> what, what, what I'm definitely going to do is I'm going to check out some of the audio, especially some of the stuff you send me, yeah. but I'm going to wait until tomorrow during the day to do it because I have a habit of watch. I used to watch like these, these, you know, paranormal shows at, at night or watch like murder investigations and then get real fucking creeped out before <laughs> I go to bed. So I'm, I'm going to try to learn from those mistakes and not do that. Yeah. Tonight. Don't do that. Even though I am gonna, se- as soon as we get done, I'm gonna send you that audio from Scott Mansion, and I'm, you're and I'm probably gonna, gonna be so tempted. You're, gonna and gonna I'm listen, gonna you're totally gonna listen to it. I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, JC, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we should definitely do this yeah, again. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net, Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And we hope you're enjoying the shows on the Danger Entertainment Network now, including the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast. Yeah, we're super thrilled to be a part of this awesome lineup, guys. Um, and what we do here on our show is it's look, we are just trying to make you guys laugh through all kinds of different avenues. Hear me out here. Yeah. Hear me out. Please. What we are is we're two geeky white dudes talking. And trying to be funny. Yeah, not trying to blow in your mind here with, uh, <laughs> with something brand, brand new, new, but, um. Yeah. You never heard anything like this. We talk about Star Wars. <laughs> talk about, we talk about superheroes. Talk about Marvel movies, man. <laughs> Look, we are, we're cutting some damn, we're, we're, we're breaking some damn boundaries over we here. We are breaking new ground. Yeah. But for real, what we do is we play invented games. Yeah, and we try to spin everything into a brand new fun game that we've made yeah. up. Um, we filter it all through that sensibility. and We're both improvisers, so a lot of what we talk about ends up in, in, in sort of a scene that we have a lot of fun with. Uh, we talk about our lives, pop culture and movies. We talk about a little bit of everything. So if that's what you like, check us out. Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast on the Danger Entertainment Network. They look like Vikings. Ah!